Hi, Thomas. Hey, Sam. How you hanging in there? <sighs> yeah, we gotta have that awkward silence at the beginning, right? Um, am, I, am I listening to a podcast? <laughs> right. This isn't an NPR show. Wait, did it did stop? It... What happened? Did my... There's no person telling me that I need to. So I use Overcast on yeah. iOS for podcast, and it does the uh, basically like cuts out any uh, silence. You know, so you, you get these weird situations where you realize there was silence in a in a conversation but it has like smart speed or whatever right so you're not really listening like one and a half or two times to a podcast but you know you can definitely tell at points there's there's times when um you know silence has been skipped so maybe maybe people will do that you know i um i wrote a paper back in div school on like the role that silence played in ellie wiesel's night um, I'm not going to rehash that now, but, you know, I think it's important, right? And obviously for us and our show, kind of the authenticity aspect of it is important. Um, you know, for you to feel like you're here having a conversation with us, uh, you know, it's kind of what we want, kind of building a community. Um, we're kind of like Starman and Gar- Garfunkel. Yeah. Just like that, actually. Sound, sound of silence. Yeah. <laughs> I have that song in my head. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's no there's no easy or simple or comfortable way to do this or to talk about this. Um, but we didn't record last week because um, I uh, found out very suddenly um, about a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago now, that uh, my dad died, and so we uh, made the trip up to North Carolina and stayed with family last week and. Um, I mean, we were talking, Sam and I were talking in the pre-show, how do you handle this, right? The, I think the the first thing back to everything is the hardest, right? So the first show coming back to this, the first day going back to work, um, you don't know how to handle the situation. Nobody around you knows how to handle the situation, um, which is completely acceptable. And I, I've, I've appreciated uh, the honesty with which I felt like people have approached me. Um, Sam and I had a very dear friend uh, die when we were in div school. And we had a lot of, a lot of people made comments to us that we did not appreciate. Um, and I've been kind of surprised. I've, I'm someone who has very strong feelings on things like this, uh, but I've been kind of surprised as I'm going through this, that I can't recall a single person making a comment to me that was offensive. Do, I mean, do, do you want to unpack that at all, or do you just want to leave well, that Well, I mean, you know, I mean, different things affect different people different ways. But, you know, I'm thinking of the, oh, it was his time, and stuff like that, which just not a view to which I subscribe and um, you know I I recognize people don't know what to say and so they fall back on things they've heard other people say Um, but I think it's at least for me much more meaningful if you just say I don't have any words you know but I'm here for you and I've had I mean my whole family has just had an an enormous outpouring of support 
Um, and so we, and basically all of it has been that it's, and it's been, um, it's been real, it's been authentic and, um, and yeah, we've really appreciated that. So, so it's those type, you know, comments like that, like, oh, well, you know, God needed another angel or I don't know, shit like that. Like, don't come at me with that shit. I don't know. So, um, yeah, so there's really no easy, good way to talk about it ever. Um, and when you do a show like we do, that is sometimes serious, but often not. Um, it's kind of hard to determine, well, is it really, is it odd if, if we don't address it? And people that know, I mean, if you're friends with me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter, I've you know talked about it a little bit there. Um, you know, then you listen to the show and you're like, oh, he's just going on in his life like nothing happened. Yeah. But right. then you don't want to do a whole show about it. <laughs> so then your only option is to talk about it and then transition to something completely unrelated. Um, <laughs> and I mean, how do you do that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you? Yeah. Oh, do you see the uh, the tech top kit too? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, we talked about that. Now let's talk about leather goods. Um, we could we could put some uh, bumper music in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like a memoriam. Right. Like memorial. It's like slow out. Right. And it's like black. Yeah. And then they go to commercial, and they can come back in and just be like, okay, let's talk about you know, March Madness. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like at the Oscars, and you know, when it's like, oh, all these great people died this year oh it's so sad but here's a new skit <laughs> right um, exactly so the key is you have to you have to have sponsors hint hint uh so you can go to commercial when you have to talk about shit like I mean, this I, I think that's why yeah i think that's why you know we, we live in a, a weird time in human history where death and dying are you know relatively obscure i mean yes it impacts right. us but you know we're not living even 50 years ago where it was common for people to, you know, not be here the next day. Um, right. Or it felt like it, I guess it feels like it was more common. Um, you know, we have all these images and we have, we have blogs and we have Facebook and, you know, like, I mean, my parents, my mom's on Facebook, my dad's not. So when my dad passes away, you know, they'll, they'll be kind of that, wait, 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 I, I wanted to record this. I wanted to, you know, those types of things I know you're going through. Yeah. Um, but like when our friends pass away, like I've had, you know, like you said, you know, our, our friend who passed away, but we've had other friends who've passed away more recently yeah. or I have, and they're still kind of there because I can go to their Facebook page and you know, right. oddly enough, look at pictures or look at videos or look at their thoughts or look at their politics or sports or whatever they were posting. And that's, you know, they kind of have this, like death is kind of ephemeral in, in a way in this day and age. Um, and I'm sure you know, in, in 50 years, I mean, our grandkids, even our great grandkids and God forbid, whatever afterwards, if we're still around, um, humanity, not us, we're us. I mean, who knows? I'm, I'm <laughs> taking knows? lots of vitamins. <laughs> Gotta be strong. To I'm drinking my um, red wine. Yeah. I'm taking my, uh, have you heard of Elysium? I'll tell you all about it. It's mitochondrial, uh, mitochondrial DNA. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fantastic. I, I've, I've dropped 25 pounds in a, in like a month. It's great. Not not a month, but that would be unhealthy. Anyway, right. um, I got a notification from Fitbit that since I, th- I think it was November, I'd lost twenty five pounds. I was like, yeah, it's all because of Elysium. Link in the show notes. Go buy some. <laughs> anyway, but you know, in in fifty hundred years, like 
our grandkids, great grandkids, are going to be able to hear us doing this if if this format survives, you know, MP3 or whatever. But you know, if, if Google and Apple and Magic Leap and all these companies get this AI thing right and you know move it into kind of sophisticated algorithmic thinking of computer brains, blah, then you're going to be able to take someone who, especially someone who did podcast or has a lot of Facebook stuff out there, a lot of videos, whatever, and not necessarily have a virtual conversation with them, but you're going to be able to get a, a good grasp of who they were as a person. Right. I saw a link the other day that some lady was um, had you know wrote some script and basically was able to text with her dead friend. Um, yeah, I guess you know it was. Yeah, like, like a chatbot. You know, reading her, yeah, it's like a chatbot that basically used her friends' conversation, their conversations, to input. You know, is the data, but. Um, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I bet our grandkids will be able to sit down and, and interview us for, for a school project, even if we're dead. Yeah. Or, I mean, or progeny. I won't say grandkids. Right. You know, um, you know I think won't. about, um, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about is, like, memory, right? I mean, which is not yeah. uncommon at a time like this, but, you know, looking, looking back on some other times in my life and thinking about kind of the role that m- not just memory plays, but the act of remembering and um you know if you if you think about kind of the role that tech can play in that at its best um i think it you know it can it can play a significant uh part of that in helping people engage in this act of remembering um or or i mean even even in our current state of transition from using our hands to do things to using our voice to do things with computers even in in this kind of weird very very early stage of computing and human interaction with technology on a digital basis uh, um we're already seeing kind of the effect that technology has on us in terms of shaping that memory so you know, our president is able to say, no, there was a, a remember there, on 9-11, there were Muslims in New Jersey who were celebrating on the rooftop. You don't remember that? I do. I can find some links for that. And, you know, we talk about the fake news thing or whatever, but, you know, fact checking, all that. But those are people who are pointing to a Facebook stories and saying, see, I read this on the Internet, so it must be true. Or, or no, I remember that because I saw it on Breitbart and that happened because I saw a link about it on the Internet. Um. You know, the president today gave a, or Time put out a, a piece that was an interview with him, and they were asking him about the subject, basically, and, and how he's able to say things that, are, you know, are, quote, untrue, but get away with it, in effect. And his responses back were very much like, well, I'm just quoting other sources. I'm just telling you what I've heard. I'm just telling you what I've seen. I'm just telling you what I've read. or Right. Um, you know, from these, quote, credible sources that I wouldn't necessarily call that credible because they're on a certain network or they're, you know, they, they put a judge in front of their name and are they really a judge? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's, it goes back to that question of did Jesus look like Jesus and Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? Because they're all kind of different and they're all right. remembered differently by the different communities, you know, and, and I mean, you and your, your family are all going to have different aspects of your father that you remember and yeah. we're all going to have different aspects. So even though we, we would seemingly have this canonical record and, and my grandkids, whatever, would be able to say, like, no, this is what Papa Sam was like. 
or this is what he thought about Donald Trump, or this is what he thought about Jesus. That's going to still be defined, I think, by the human element of perception. Um, right. You know, it's, it's like a dolly painting. You know, it's it's like yeah, there's a clock, and a clock is is a, a concrete thing, and and you, and you make the trains run b- with these clocks, and and we all have the same time supposedly, um, but it's it's not just the memory; it's it's the perception of that memory that melts away that the static sort of assumed nature of the clock, and you get you know the dolly paintings of the clocks that are melting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We've been doing a Sunday school series uh, at church about images of Jesus, and you know, we we started with the ancient sort of early Jury Europus catacombs type and gone through the Roman Empire and to the Byzantine period and now we're in the Middle Ages and it, it's it's fascinating to kind of get the outsider's view of well you know clearly this is what Jesus kind of looked like because this is how a German painted him in 1940 and he's the right. gentle Galilean so yeah he probably did have long it's like no you know this is what uh, he's painted with blue eyes and and kind of fair hair in the 1940s by a German artist because there's a lot of shit going down in Germany in 1940 um you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a fascinating topic of memory and, and how you, you process things based on perceptions and uh, and assumptions. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, you know, the I mean, like you said, our memories are always guided by perception, uh, interpretation. They're always going to be influenced by those, uh, and they're going to change, right? You know, I mean, our, our memories will change as we change because we have a different lens through which we are engaging in this act of remembering. Um, and also, I mean, as I mean, science shows us we're not actually that great at remembering. Right? Yeah. Have, I mean, have, like our, our memories are, are actually fairly faulty things that, that we <laughs> attribute a, a high degree of confidence to. But, but so in considering that, I guess that that's why I keep coming back to this kind of not just memory that you have, but but making that active and engaging in the act of remembering. And it's still going to be colored through the lens that you're that you have, through your perceptions, through your interpretations, etc. But I still think you at least have a chance that way of holding on to. Uh, something that's maybe potentially a bit more authentic, um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just fooling myself. Well, I think we're going from we're going from a, a period in human history where we relied on the written text as kind of a, a canonical, like uh, this is what happened, and we have it in in writing, and therefore, boom, there it is. And we're kind of going back to a, a preliterate uh, or pre-written text understanding of reality and facts and truth whether that's, you know, Trump and fake news type stuff, or whether that's, you know, what we see now with youth culture and Snapchat and the ephemerality of sharing media or sharing stories or sharing ideas. Um, you know, I've got friends who say, well, I'm not going to use the cloud because it's on someone else's computer and I don't want to use Google Docs to put all my stuff in. Oops, I, I triggered my uh, Amazon <laughs> dot. Sorry. Sorry, Alexa. Um you know, but because it's it's not a it's not a it's not mine. It's not this canonical thing. It's not a vinyl record that I can hold in my hands and say, "Here's the information." Right. Um, 
and I think we're we as a culture, at least in quote the West, are going back in some ways to this understanding of of telling stories and and having discussions and and an oral culture or an ephemeral culture that isn't based necessarily in having something concrete like a gospel to to hang our hats on or a constitution. And I think that's scary as heck to a lot of people. And we've talked about that on this show before, yeah. so we don't need to get get down that right. primrose path, yeah. but. Anyway, I, I just think that's fascinating, you know, the idea of, um, you know, the, the Romans and the Greeks kind of kicked it off and, you know, the Quran and the New Testament. And now we're we're going back into kind of a Midrashic culture of, of conversation and making America great. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, well... It's not a it's not a conversation we can ever leave either with you know with your father and I, I'm it's gonna cast a shadow on on you and then the show forever you know because it's part of who you are right so don't feel like you need to put it in a box and you know put it in the corner and quote process it because there's there's no such thing as as we well know right yeah I mean it's not something you get over. Um, yeah, no matter what anyone says. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts. Not many of them I want to share right now. So <laughs> yeah, we should just go ahead and make the awkward transition to something else and, and move on. I've been using Evernote a lot more again. So you switch back to Evernote? Well, From, what were you I, using? I was, what was you using before? Bear? I was trying out Bear. Yeah, it's out, a yeah. Step. It's just it's not cross-platform, you know. And I live on Windows at work, and then I have Linux at home, and I have an Android phone, and I have an iOS device, and I have an iPad and an Android tablet, you know. So it's for me, it's like if it doesn't live in the cloud, then I can't, I can't get the most of it. So like my my right. to-do list, which I've been fighting with since I was you know ten, um, and I've gone through, you know, I was the kid who ran out or person when I was in grad school in the early 2000s ran out and bought a Palm Pilot for God knows how much money and didn't yep. pay rent or something because yep. I wanted my to-do list on my Palm Pilot. Um, you know, so I, I'm using Todoist now instead of my, the system that I had because we use Outlook at work and your your tasks and Outlook, the way we're, we're set up, sync to iOS reminders um, if you have a you know work phone. But... Even then, like I had to get my phone, I had to get that phone to get to my to-do list, right? Or I had to be in front of Outlook on my work computer. And sorry, geez, my my trigger word is the c word. Com- yeah, computer. Oh, yeah, I'm probably not on. Your <laughs> no, you're not on speaker. Speaker. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, you have to be careful around the house. Um. Anyway, so yeah, like I'm using Todoist now because it's cross-platform so i can be sitting here and, and get work things done and personal things done whatever and it it syncs up to zapier or zapier however that's pronounced and if this and that or if and uh and same thing with evernote you know so like i was trying to use apple notes which synced up with our outlook notes and those are great but not really you know like there's stuff i want to do and and since i'm wearing this apple watch now i got the got the new apple watch and um Todoist on here is great, and I mean Evernote even on the Apple Watch is is great. I mean it it works well, 
So anyway, I thought you'd find that interesting that I've gone back after coming back complaining home. so much over the last yep. year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we mm. kind of have this love hate relationship with Evernote. Um, I was thinking about it uh, recently. Some some more stuff I'm adding to Evernote. Thinking, okay, if I need to take my stuff out of Evernote, I can do that. Um, there are ways to export your information. That's fine, but it's not going to live in the same way that it does in Evernote. Um, but I'm just trying not right. to think about that right now because it. I mean, <laughs> what? But, uh, well, I mean, e- even things like uh, with with Zapier, Zapier, or if this and that, I'm able to set a reminder in an Evernote note. Right. Which is redundant. To say like, hey, you know, make sure you follow up on this with this you know, this this job. And now that automatically goes to Todoist because of, you know, the the cool plumbing of the internets and APIs. Um which you can't necessarily do in another you know, another app or even in something like Bear. Um you know, so it's you get into that trap of saying, I don't really want to live in Google Docs. I don't want to live in Evernote. I don't want to live in Todoist. I don't want to live in Toggle for timekeeping or all these things. But I end up going back and back and back to Google stuff and Evernote and these these web apps because they all work so well together and the automation is really there. And if you put in the time on something like Workflow on iOS or If This and That or Todoist, I mean, or uh, Zapier, it's it's amazing what you can accomplish, you know. So like you you star something in in Gmail, and all of a sudden, boom, it's over in your to do list without you having to do anything. Right. And for me, that's 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 kind of a killer feature that I have to have because I'm I'm living on so many devices, and I don't have one canonical device. Right. And I mean, it's, it's the last time I'm gonna say canonical because I'm gonna start drinking every time I say that word now. <laughs> you're you know you're putting the internet to work for you. Um, yeah. Exactly. Than that uh, slogan or whatever, but. Um, yeah, I mean, if if we keep thinking toward the future of being device-free, then you need something that is device agnostic. And, like, I mean, I love my Apple products, but, uh, you know, Apple Note, I don't use Apple Notes. So I do use reminders. Um, I've started using reminders. I think we've talked about this on the show, uh, mainly because the ease with which I can add things to my grocery list that my wife and I share via my Apple watch just by voice. So like I open the fridge and, or I like, I pour the last in the milk. I can say, you know, Hey Siri, add milk to my grocery list and she'll do it. Um, you just just set off like hundreds of people's phones. (laughs) I know, but you're going to get milk. So there's nothing wrong with that. Hey Siri, send Sam and Thomas a hundred dollars on Patreon every month. (laughs) (laughs) My phone just went off. (laughs) Which app would you like to use? Holy crap. (laughs) Oh my God! It brought up cash or PayPal. <laughs> That's awesome. You need to unlock your iPhone first. Oh my God! Need to access no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I would take oh, that out, but I'm gonna leave that in because maybe, maybe you'll. Um... Wow, that's that's kind of scary. But you know, uh, but yeah, Alexa, as, we, order, as we think order about diapers. as we think about moving toward, um. You know, being kind of device free, like like you you keep talking about, um, you have to have things that are cross platform because, you know, your your toaster and your dishwasher and your refrigerator and your washing machine and your dryer they're not necessarily all going to be 
LG products, right? So you're going to have multiple products. They're going to be different. You know, the Philips Hue bulbs. You're going to might have a Nest which, thermostat. Which I love. Oh man, those yeah. Philips Hue bulbs. Tell right, you but then you've got maybe you've got the Google Home device and you've got an Apple yeah, TV. Exactly. Right. This is this is how most people live. And so if it doesn't work across everything, then what point is it? it is kind of where I am. And it, and as Apple and these other companies want to be more ubiquitous in our lives and particularly in our homes. That's something that they're going to have to, um, I mean, I know they are thinking about, but they've got to come up with creative ways to deal with that so that they don't they don't just win the hardware war, but that they also win the plumbing war, right? The behind the scenes, the platform war. I, I know we like to keep the show Evernote, but uh, ever, evergreen, but uh, breaking just now, President Trump has issued an ultimatum to House Republicans, vote on Healthcare Friday or Obamacare will stay. <laughs> Anyway, we'll talk about that later, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I really think, Thomas, that you know the next generation of uh, gosh, I, I think we are rapidly moving towards uh, voice as as the main input mechanism for consumer computer usage, right? So, God, my my, my poor <laughs> shut up, my poor dot. It sits on my desk here in in the office. Um, we're rapidly moving towards voice as, as that main interface, which seems weird until you have an Apple Watch or an Android watch and, uh, you know, a, a Pixel or an iPhone or whatever your, your, you know, persuasion leads you to. And you get a text message and you're driving and you, just, you, you do the voice recognition. Right. And it works so well now. I mean, remember five years ago? Like, oh, it, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> But now, I, I mean, especially with the, the watch, I mean, I, I never thought I would use this watch this much, but I use it all the freaking time for things like text messaging. And no one can tell that I'm inputting this by voice. Like I, I rarely, I don't know, I, I would say it's three-fourths of my text messages that I send now unless I'm sending a link like we do in our my message threads. Right. Unless I'm sending a link, like I'm using voice. And, I, you know, with our... Amazon dots and echoes and, and things around the house here. We have one in every room. We have, I went a little crazy and we have hue bulbs in every room now, even in our closet. It's fantastic. So I can get up in the morning and say, you know, hoy lady in the can, um, you know, turn on the closet lights <laughs> and boom, there's closet lights. I don't have to go and hit the switch, which sounds crazy until you're carrying a 17 month old kid and you've got, you know, a poopy diaper in one hand and, you know, you're, you're hungover, well, you know, whatever, whatever your, your circumstances in life may be. Whatever you're doing with the diaper it's, it's, full of shit <laughs> and a bourbon. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's five o'clock in the morning. You know, the last thing you want to do is have to walk over and turn off five Flip lights. You can just switch. say, holy lady in the can. <laughs> well, you know, we have, we have a lamp that's like way up in the corner that we never, you know, it just kind of stays on, which is terrible. But now I can say like, you know, hey, turn, turn that, turn that shit off and it all goes away. Um, or I, I want to hear some David Bowie. So, you know, Hoy lady in the can, please play me some David Bowie and boom, there's David Bowie. Like that's weird. And so you, you use your watch for, to reminder stuff. We use the lady in the can for that because Mariana and I both have to do with stuff set up. Right. So I can say, Hey, uh, lady in the can, you know, add, you know, buy some milk to my to-do list. And because of if this and that, it syncs up automatically to Todoist. 
So she gets it, I get it. Yeah. It's all bingo, yeah, bingo. So I, um, so I like Vunderlist. That's what that's my to do list of choice that I've been using for yeah. a couple of years They're now. They're not developing it anymore. It's it's like a it's it's abandonware though. I know. Um, but you, I've try shifted, to do it. Try to do it. You'll love it. So I've shifted to uh, reminders f- nah. for grocery stuff, right? Just because that's so simple with the watch and and with my wife and I, we share. But we share a number of to, uh, Vunderlist uh, list as well. Um, but it was it was the voice thing that got me to switch away from Vunderlist, and so that's probably gonna for just my groceries. But it's probably gonna have me get me to switch away from Vunderlist completely because um, of not having the same voice capabilities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And well, to you know, to do is has the voice stuff, but and they have a watch app, which is amazing. Like it's it's so much better than the Rem- reminders app, which I was using. Um. Anyway. I won't. I won't keep pitching it, but it it's a fantastic <laughs> program. Wait, what? And and so Apple Watch calls them complications. Yeah, have which is a that? horrible name. Come on. Yeah. So if if you have like an app like Todoist or Evernote or something, and you wanna you wanna add it to your screen, your your sort of home screen, it's called a complication. So you, you set up your little home screen on your dead iPhone on your wrist, which is the Apple Watch. So I I use um, whatever the the one with all the information on it, of course. So I've got the date up in the top left and then the time and then my calendar stuff in the middle, which I love. And I use Fantastical and Fantastical is, is awesome on the Apple Watch. Does it use the modular the face? Bottom, yeah, modular, which I know I'm an animal, but I like it. And so Fantastical in the middle and then the bottom left is Todoist and it's, it's fantastic. Then the bottom middle is, is iMessage and the bottom right is Overcast because those are my three most used things when I'm at work and I have the AirPods. So I keep one of those in my ear if I'm at my desk, just kind of working along. But like today I had, you know, repeatedly, I didn't have any, I had three meetings, which is a light day, but had a lot of people come into the office and say, Hey, you know, did you see that thing about the thing? So all I have to do is reach down my wrist, you know, click tap, tap. And all of a sudden, uh, overcast is paused, which before, you know, you have to pick up your phone and say, hold on, hold on. I I hear, hold on. Let me click, 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 pause. Um, so anyway, that, that kind of stuff for me is just fantastic, but yeah, I, I know modular, whatever it is, is looked down upon, but I, I can't believe you're, you're not using Todoist. Well, I might, you will see. You will. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, you know, so I'm trying to think about how is this, if we, if we do rapidly move to voice, like, um, like you think, and I tend to agree with you that we're going to. I'm trying to think, all right, how is this going to affect, I mean, so I guess you you tell us, how do you think this is going to affect, um, like, the way we engage with religion or the way we engage with politics, right? I mean, beyond, like, you know, hey, Alexa, tell me the top religion stories, the top political stories today. I mean, that <laughs> that's kind of a given, but, right, I mean, how yeah. is that going to change? I, I, you know, we've talked some about kind of how digital and, like, internet communities are kind of reshaping uh, religious communities for a lot of people. And I mean, to some degree, that's the show is kind of that. Um, but I'm thinking kind of beyond that. I think you'll have Rezal Aslan's sonorous voice come on your wrist or in, in your AirPods and say, hey, Sam, did you know that Hindus eat the brains of other Hindus? <laughs> you know, or something like that. Or, you know, tune into my show tonight and I'm going to eat a baby seal. Because that's what Shintoists do. Um, 
for those of you who don't know, we'll put a link in the show note. Yeah. I like, I, I don't like Rez Aslan because I don't know him and he's not really, well, I had, I didn't have any like real problems with Zealot because I went in knowing what it kind of was for me, you know, like, right. so yeah, it was, yeah. it was a fun book to read. Anyway, I, I keep, I keep seeing the hand wrangling, ringing by academics on Facebook and Twitter about his show and. Like, That's yeah, pretty much what half of my a lot worse, people. Is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a lot of people talking about it. And I'm like, he's 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 like, sweet, this is great. Please keep talking about me. Right. Anyway. Um so I had a, I had this conversation the other day at work with some people and my job is heavily centered centered around reporting and, and data and that kind of stuff, right? So I live in Excel at work. And we have a lot of macros we have a lot of you know we're not just putting numbers into a spreadsheet there's a lot of interaction going on within these these excel sheets and it, they've got to be set up in a way that people can see them and understand them and read them and share them and, and pull data yeah and that kind of thing all that to say um the person who i was talking to at work said well if if you're right and we're all going to be wearing apple AirPods or, or android AirPods or what you know whatever the her computer is going to be Sorry. We can't find the answer to the question I've Me neither. Uh, whatever that, that thing is in our ear that we're going to be interacting with that's going to run our lives, um, are, are we going to be making voice commands into Excel? You know, because they're like, right. your job isn't going to go away. You're, you're, you know, we're going to have someone doing what you do or in your team. So how, do you, how does that look in, in 10 20 years, you know, are people going to be typing into Excel using their voice? You know, is the office just going to be this loud cacophony of people saying, you know, sum of E82 plus, you know, <laughs> sum of 19? Right. And my answer was no, because Excel and, and those functions are going to be taken over by AI. You know, like there's not going to be a human sitting at a right, you're not computer gonna screen. You're going to have to be inputting the data. I'm not quite sure how to help you with that. Right. <laughs> she needs her own show. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like saying, well, I mean, sure, you can have these newfangled things that connect to the Internet, but wh who's going to sit there and type your carbon copies on the typewriter? It's like, well, we're not going to have typewriters. <laughs> you know, who's, who's going to send your faxes, Thomas? Who's, who's going to who's gonna do that? It's a very important thing. You know, you got to have a, you got to have a person who knows how to send a fax. Who, you know, how, how are you going to how are you going to plan for the future if you don't have a fax machine sender? And it's like, well, they're not going to be fax machines in 10, 20 years. And that's now. So I don't think I don't think humans will be inputting things into Excel sheets. I don't think humans are going to be designing websites. I don't think we're going to be coding things the same way we do now with these QWERTY keyboards that were invented in the 1870s. So, so are we going to are we going to get rid of preachers too? To to go to circle the the, the wagon here and to go back to <laughs> where I was trying to get to. I think, just as we talked about at the beginning of the show, that, that oracular culture, geez, that's a terrible line, that oral culture, that, that, that preeminence of voice and, and sharing with our mouths, that's what she said, uh, those things are going to, <laughs> don't want to be normative, those ways of interacting are going to be so much more important than this written literalist culture that we have now. So I think things like preaching and, and church are going to, of course, they're going to deconstruct on, on one side of things. You know, we're, we're, big churches are going away. 
I mean, yes, it will be big churches, but big Protestant churches are, are rapidly declining, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're getting older in age, demographics. We will still always have us, you know, the, the, the kind of medium-sized, smaller-sized congregations, depending on, I, I think, the, the, I guess, depending on the denomination and, and the faith and that kind of stuff, 10, 20, 50 years from now. But because of that preeminence of, of voice, I do see a role for that kind of experience in people's lives being very important. So no, I, I think this is a good thing for small to medium-sized, you know, groups of people who want to get together and hammer out theology or, or hammer out God or hammer out a worship experience. Um, I mean, there, there's nothing quite like human interaction, right? And maybe, maybe there will said. be, but I mean, chatbots are still chatbots, and you can tell the difference between a chatbot and a human. Um, even more so if you're having a um, kind of an oral oral conversation. With well, you one. can now. You can now. I have no doubt we'll have we'll have AI ministries and AI pastors that tell us what we want to hear or, or tell us you know what what we think we need to hear. I mean, it's not going to be hard to program an algorithm to go in and read the Bible and read every piece of dogmatic writing and every piece of Karl Barth for W. Travis McBacon and read every piece of Calvin for Mariana and throw that into, you know, code and say, hey, you know, here's, here's you know, Preacher Jim. Here's Preacher Jane. Um, that's not going to be difficult at all. But I think even... Even then, that line between human and, and AI is going to really, really blur to the point where that's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, I mean, we already have video pastors. I mean, you grew up in a – didn't you have a church? I mean, you were part of a church one time that had, like, a video deal where they, like uh, – I was I was part of a church that had um, uh, multiple, multiple campuses and, yeah, piped in videos of the pastor. Yeah. So, I mean, what's the difference between that and AI? Like, yeah, it's a real person, but – there's still a digital representation of a human, yeah. which is what AI is. So we're going to have things like, right, so you have the Breathe app on your Apple Watch, which I guess you probably turned off on day one like everybody else. Um, I love it. I use it, I use it all the time. <laughs> I do. Not me. Not me. I, I, I keep love the it. stand reminder on because I have to sit at my desk usually for like eight or whatever hours a day. So... Um, these days, so it forces me to stand up. But you know, the breathe desk. Do no, it. The one circle. Uh, the one circle I complete every day is my standing thing because I have a standing desk. Yeah, that's nice, all, man. I, I, you know, I used good. to have one. I've been talking with people more about it again lately. Um, I'd love to go back to one, but at this point now, I'd have to convince people at the workplace to buy me one, and I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, but you know, so is it going to be like? Um, hey Sam, uh, you haven't prayed today. Remember to pray. You know what do you what are you thankful for? Or <laughs> you know, Sam, just take a few minutes and just you know uh, think about this psalm. Yeah, right? totally. Or is it going to be? Um, hey, here's a reminder to you know do one of your five daily prayers. And oh, by the way, your AirPod can just um, it'll know what time it is and. Um, it has your directions 
you know, built in too, compass built in. So it'll tell you, no, turn five more degrees and then you're facing the right direction. And, you know, it has your call to prayer over your AirPods and you're good to go. And but that's already here. I mean, my Evernote, right. I have a thing set up through I've, if this and that, that, that says every morning, you know, list three things you're thankful for. List three things you want to get done today. List three things you wish you had done differently yesterday. And I have this ongoing journal for a year and a half now that I've kept up that way. And I do that almost every morning. And it, you know, it's selfish, but I like it. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's fantastic. And I think totally, I mean, and then that's the just the beginning of that stuff. I mean, this, the AirPods or whatever are in your ear are going to say like, hey, your your body temperature is a little high and I can tell that your heart rate is elevated. You know, not only are you, are you going to get reminders from your watch to breathe, like it's going to say, you, you know, maybe you should go get a glass of water and walk around a little bit. I can tell you're, you're upset. Like, calm down. It's all going to be good. Remember what your mom told you three years ago. Remember that? I have no doubt we're going to have that. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, Sam, um, your, your body temperature is uh, going a little high, and I know you, you have this date with, with uh, Tony tonight. I, I think maybe you're ovulating. Like, you, you might want to stop by the convenience store and pick up some some condoms before you uh, go out. Of, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, because it's going to be the future, so men can have babies too. So men can ovulate, right? Obviously. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait for that. That sounds like a real fun deal. Um, <laughs> sorry, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think we're, it's going to be that kind of personal interaction, and that sounds creepy, whatever, to people today. But if you if you're shown Facebook to me 15, 10, 5 years ago, ten years ago, I would say, ah, like really, I'm going to put pictures of my kid wearing a hat up on Instagram, and that's going to get a Facebook and people are going to comment on that or it just the the rapid succession we've had of, of giving over our digital selves and our, our not just our I mean ourselves because our digital selves are ourselves uh, to this stuff in order for what we get back out of it so we're that's only going to continue and, and think for the you don't yes, think we're going to have like a kind of a recoil no, I mean the the Terminator is, is is fantasy. It's like it's like the Hunger Games, you know. Like there, there is going to be no Skynet. There is going to be no point where the humans fight back against against the robots. Like we're going to have a gentle melding. Into... No, but I'm thinking like where the humans fight back against themselves. No, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think we're going to get back to Battlestar Galactica and send our ship into the sun and say it's all happened before, it's all happened again. So you know, okay, so we're not, we're not going to get like. Um, <clears throat> We're not going to get self-reflective enough to say, maybe we should kind of, as a people, share a little less. Oh, hell no. I mean, in in the same way, I mean, Socrates lost the fight to Plato about books, you know, and and Lollard lost the fight about mechanical looms. And, and, you know, people today that say, well, we're giving over too much of ourselves and take back the Internet and take back our privacy and all that stuff. That's great, but do you know what you get out of this stuff if you put yourself into it? Like it's, it's pretty great, you know. I I I don't have to remember to buy milk anymore. I've offloaded that. I mean, it, we have so much cognitive space that we didn't have fifty years ago because people didn't necessarily fight back against this side of things. I mean, people poured themselves into editing Wikipedia. People poured themselves into not just the selfish stuff like Facebook and, and Instagram, but, you know, you have huge online communities doing really interesting things around research and writing and, you know, whether whether it's 
silly like Star Wars Wikipedia or whether it's really interesting stuff like SETI and, and all those things that, that, you know, kind of we contribute to in, you know, in mass. Um, whereas 20, 30 years ago, we were just watching Gilligan's Island and, you know, not to go all Clay, Clay Shirky on this, but, you know, there's a real, I, I think what we've pushed back on is the notion that there is one size fits all entertainment. And instead of saying, well, we all listen to David Bowie, we all listen to Michael Jackson, we all watch Gilligan's Island, we all watch Dan Rather for our news. Instead of that, now it's, well, I really like Star Wars. I'm going to put myself into Wikipedia and I'm going to make the best damn Naboo entry there ever has been. Or I'm going to put myself into Wikipedia and really work on, you know, the the entry on Satan or whatever. I just saw an uh, (laughs) Elmo (laughs) meme going through Twitter and it had said hell Satan and Elmo was on fire. I'm not sure what that was about. Something in reference to our president. Anyway, I, I think yes and no. I, I think people are going to push back continually, but they're going to push back on, on the notions of identification and, and whether that's gender or religion or, you know, sexuality preferences or, or just whatever. I, I think people are going to say, no, you can't put me in a box and, and sell me. But, I do want to put myself into this stuff, and I do want to. I do want to reap the rewards that's coming out of this, because that's our nature as humans. You know, we why go to the moon in this decade and do these other things? We, we push boundaries. We explore, Thomas. Square pegs, round holes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's to the crazy ones. Here's to the crazy. I mean, the first person who ate an oyster, like, what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> or a yeah. mushroom. Like, how, how did they figure out, like, oh, that mushroom does fun things to you, or, oh, this one kills you, or, oh, this one, <laughs> like, tonight we had a, we had stir fry, and there were, there were mushrooms in it, and we were talking about that. Or the first person who decided to play around with grapes and, like, stomp them with their feet in a barrel. Yeah. And make juice and let it sit for a while. Yeah, no, I... Well, and we yeah. all know beer, beer calls civilization. I mean, the ancient Egyptians settled down on the Nile not to build pyramids. They settled down to make beer. And that's technology. So is beer the best, I mean, the greatest technological invention? I would say no, because I don't drink beer. Um, Yes, it is. Or books. See, I still just continue to come back to just the regular old book is like one of the greatest, uh, if not the greatest technological invention we've had. My, my pushback on that is that they're expensive. They take a lot of resources. They're not uh, efficient in terms of resource usage. You know, I mean, you got to h- cut a whole damn tree down unless you have plastic books, and we're, we're not there yet. Um, and only a very small percentage of humans can use them, whereas beer, you know, any human can drink it, whatever your age, preferably over the age of 18 and or 21, depending on where you are. And if you drink it in moderation, it's not bad for you. It's actually healthy for you. Um, if you're in a part of the world where you can't drink water, which many parts of the world, and that's only going to continue to get worse and worse as climate change continues to reshape our planet. You know? And it's, it's not really that resource intensive. And it's, it's a renewable resource because you need to go plant more grain. And then you support America's farmers. And then you, you get your loan through farm credit. And Sam keeps a job. <laughs> Hashtag Farm Bill 2016, 2017. Well done, well done, well done. We should uh, <clears throat> we should have a slow clap for that. Um, 
so I, okay so along those lines i i could i could go along those lines with you but i would i would lean toward wine and and not beer because you get no, bloated I mean, wine, with beer it, right and wine yeah. wine gets you where you might want to go Alexander. faster with fewer calories uh, I was looking at Jesus memes earlier with Mariana, and there was the one where it was like, "Hey Jesus, we had a beer, or we're out of wine at this party. What do we do?" And Jesus is like, "Stand back, bitches! I got this." <laughs> anyway, um, wine's elitist, though. Yeah, but Unless it is it's... now. But it didn't used to be. No, of course it was. You think so? Yeah, maybe slave. You know, Roman slaves didn't drink wine. They drink vinegar, like, you know, like with Jesus. And he's like, hey, give me some wine. And they're like, ah, here's some vinegar, yo. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, here's a sponge with some vinegar on it. Yeah. Um, Which I knew was, you know, whatever. But uh, Crossan said that vinegar came from, <laughs> no. Um, so I, I would say either beer and or the internet. technologically yeah um i don't know i mean that's tough right because it's easy to kind of tend toward more recent things because they've changed your life um but the internet has like fundamentally altered human interaction we have a president trump to thank right the internet we have the internet to thank for <laughs> president trump I mean, that would never happen yeah right but you could also say, I mean, like, I don't know. You have television before that too, right? Radio before yeah, that. But, uh, television, but you know, a person living in Zambia who's making one hundred twenty-eight dollars a year is not going to have a television, and they're they're not going to have the same exposure. Yes, it 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 reshaped the West. Yes, radio reshaped the West. Yes, the Beatles sang like Americans because they they listened to American music and Carl Perkins and Elvis. But that was a very limited range, you know? So I'm, I'm thinking of like what globally technologically has affected us as humans and, you know, it's water canals, irrigation, beer, internet. Tang. Yeah. Tang. What happened to Tang? Is Tang still around? I don't know. I haven't seen Tang in a long time. But even even being able to hop into a cab in Tokyo and just picking up your phone or your watch or your AirPods, and uh, you know, in a in a very very short time, AirPods are going to be able to do this instantaneously. But your phone can pretty much do this now. You say, "Hey, I'm staying at the Hyatt. I don't know where that is. I'm from South Carolina in the United States. Can you please take me there?" And oh, by the way, I don't have any cash. Is there an ATM around here? Or how the hell does that work in this country? And that can be translated in real time automatically to your cabbie or to your person who's helping you out. Like, that's weird. Right. Or even better I mean, than imagine that, it would just be um, like, we've read your, you know, the chip in your phone. And so when you get out, you'll get charged. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I've, right. I've, always, I've always thought about like, imagine if you could go back in time, say like 50 years or 100 years, 200 years, whatever. Say if you could go back in time to 1929, 1935, whatever. Let's say post Let's say 1950. And you, you could go back to New York City and you have an iPhone. And it's still connected to the 2017 internet. Like, can you imagine the havoc that you could wreak? 
like you would be not only the richest person in the world very shortly, very quickly, but like, holy crap. Like, I mean, it, even if you didn't show it to anyone. So, uh, you know, that's why I, I tend towards the internet. Cause I, I like that thought yeah. experiment of what would that look like? You know, yeah. and say you just had 48 hour or however long your iPhone battery lasted before it cut off. But say like you woke up tomorrow and it was 1951 New York city and you walk out and you're like, oh, wow, everyone's wearing fedoras and singing Frank Sinatra. What a time to be like, alive. What a time. <laughs> I'm going to make a bajillion dollars. And I'm going to bet everything on these stocks and these, yeah. you know, the, uh, the, the Yankees are going to win the World Series. It's 1951. I mean, that wouldn't be a big bet, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fun. So that, that's what I say. Yeah. I mean, so, I like books uh, because like, I mean... They're portable. You can take notes. You can give them to somebody else. You can, you know, I mean, you can read both sides of the page. You don't have to, they never like lose their charge or anything like that. So I don't know, but I, I like the, I like the internet too as, as an option. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe our listeners have something else that we're completely missing. Um, I mean, like the aqueduct obviously would be huge. Um, yeah. Like canals, aqueducts. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you said earlier. So. Still around. Uh, what's the uh there was a post i i need to go back and find this as we wrap up here uh there was a post that was describing uh, uh the what's the greatest period of time where you can go back in time and say like you could time travel and if you could if you could take someone from that period and bring them to the present what's the greatest period that you can go back in time and bring them to the present where when they got here to 2017 they wouldn't just immediately pass out and die from you know shock and it's like, you know, is that 1700? Is that 1300? Is that, you know, a thousand? Is that a thousand yeah. BC, BCE? You know, like, and, and, you know, where, of course, I mean, you could take people from, you know, tribes in the, in the Amazon today and whatever. But, uh, you know, if you could take someone from generally the same region or whatever, like, I guess in our case, the, <laughs> the West. Um, yeah. You know, if if you could grab someone from the Roman Empire and throw them in in our modern day Rome of New York, like how far back could you go before, you know, when you bring them here, they're not like, oh my god, but ah, boom, dead. You mean I can talk to this thing and it 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 will, you know, deliver me milk via drone? That's it's weird. But first, what is milk? <laughs> what is a drone? I guess they would have known what milk was. <clears throat> Well, they had goats and cattle and sheep and women, <laughs> other yes. mammals in their lives, like women. Right. Yeah, other mammals <laughs> in their lives. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah, it's getting to the end of the show. I, I'm I'm losing it. Well, thank you for your your opening up earlier. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is, I guess. But, um, but yeah, so. It's um, we're getting back into things. You know, you're a little bit more focused on taking things at a day a day at a time because it's kind of hard to think much past that. Um, but things like this are helpful for me, uh, so hopefully they are for everyone else as well. Um, and you know, I'm not a big like sharer, so. 
I've kind of maxed out on my sharing, I think, for this episode. But, um, but it's still good for you, or it's good for me sometimes. I think so. So I have a safe space, a safe space to do that. That nobody will listen to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. People are listening. No, but like when you know when you record, like when we're recording, I don't actively think about people listening to this. And well, then you later when people to talk the to you and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, so I, you know, you said so and so, or I listened to the show and I, you know, it, was, it took me a second because of how it ended." And you're like, "Wait, you listen to the show?" So yeah, that's that's always the weirdest thing. Yeah. So uh, cheers to that. Um, cheers you with my Chianti that I have tonight. <laughs> it's actually it's fantastic 1%. Chianti, you know. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, so you've got these wines, and there's some runs, some wines red, some wines white, and you got this crap that's like something in between, or whatever. It's like rosé, but in between. But no, no, Chianti's not in between. But it, you know, it's a it's a good red wine, the best red wine. Um, and you know, things look bad. I inherited a mess with the with the wines, but uh, I guess you could say things are going pretty good because I'm drinking wine right now, and you're not. So tell everybody I said, hey, okay. Uh, 